broadcasting live from the center of Big Brother City in the heart of Gridlock County, where preaching with impact is like plowing pavement because people continue to place their hope in unsatisfying things. This is the Frederick Faith Debate on Frederick's News Radio 930 WFMD. It's brought to us by Equipment Plumbing and Heating. How can we make you smile? BMC Accounting and Insurance, proud supporters of New Life Christian Academy and Cruise Holidays, who's sending Bob Miller on a big old cruise to the Bahamas. They should send you and I on a cruise. They should, to the of course. They wouldn't that would be a one what way ticket, I'm sure. Yes. No round trip on that cruise for it's us. It's just not right. Uh, that's Jonathan Schweitzer. He's senior pastor at Crossroads Valley Church. We're also joined this week on this live in the street edition of the Frederick Faith Debate. We are in the in the street festival right now. That's Helen right. Tasker, who is the clerk of the Frederick monthly meeting. Monthly meeting. <laughs> And the Religious Society of Friends, otherwise known as Quakers. Visit us online, by the way, WFMD.com, keyword faith. There you'll find the all sorts of links to different religious traditions and, and, and faith perspectives. Also, the Faith Debate blog. And my blog is your blog. So email me, Troy Skinner at clearchannel.com. Troy Skinner at clearchannel.com. Nine times a day, Monday through Friday, that blog is updated. So there are 45 blog wow. posts that go up every week. Amazing. What have I been reading? I forgot to mention last week. Or no, I did mention. Did I mention two last week? No, week? no, you didn't. You just blew it up. Yeah, too this, quick. I, you might have read this one. Tim Keller. Tim Min Keller. Yeah, Ministries of Mercy. You read that one? I have not. The Call of the Jericho Road. Nope. I gotta say, that's two thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely read the that. The Call one. of the Jericho Road. Yeah. Been reading some articles and stuff too, like uh, Pastoral Ministry and Union with Christ by Philip Ryken. Familiar with him? No. Nope. All right. Well, anyway. So if you want to read along at home, <laughs> you're welcome to do so. Nice. All right. So we're here to talk about. Peace. <laughs> yeah. That's a narrow topic. I'm glad we selected it. Peace. It's just now, I assume the lotus position. Now, I think we're talking about that because Quakerism is, for those who know what Quakers believe in, they're relatively well known as being pacifist. Right. Right. They want to be peacemakers. Right. And Jonathan wants right. to be a peacemaker, but he's not a pacifist. And so we probably will talk about defining what we mean by peace and how we define ways in which we try to get there. Yeah. That's not to say that we approach peace from a violent direction. Right. It's just right. that we approach it from a you know, a non-passivist direction. So, if you're going to head to Syria to help the rebels in Assad to come to peace, what would be some key steps to how you're going to work that out that, that would be like uh, essence of Quakerism? Well, I guess at the core of our faith and um, at the core of all of our beliefs is there is that of God in every person. Okay, so there is what of God? That, that of God. That of God. The Christ within, the light within, the inner light. You'll hear a lot of those it's a terms. Pronoun. <laughs> okay, I just want to call that of God. Yeah, so that we each have that within all us. All Quakers or all people? All people. everybody. Okay, everybody. Okay, and it doesn't matter. Um, Jonathan and I both what, said okay, but neither one of us would accept that probably, right? Right, right, right. right. Okay, okay we so, just for clarity, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so. I like to think um, that if we were to go to Syria, and there are um, different organizations, of course, Quaker, every, every faith group has its own social justice kind of organizations or um, missions or whatever. Sure. And I think um, we are all moving from the same spirit, that of what, what Christ had, which was this love, this amazing love for those, you know, um, those in great need, 
those the, the least of us, right? Um, and so I guess going to Syria. <laughs> um, one of the let me let me back up and say one of the best phrases I know to understand um, Quaker's idea that we should all live, and this is from like William Penn or George Fox, I forget which one, um, that we should all live and practice the ways of life that the ways of life that take away the occasion for war or take away the occasion for injustice. So we should all live these lives of, um, you know, integrity, these lives of integrity, that if I am saying that I believe thus and so, then I need to try to live that. So... I, now, the histor historical moment of that, I feel like, is very important, because the historical moment yes. when they were speaking yes. was just coming out of the 30 years war, you know, in uh -huh. Europe, coming out of, uh, even here in the United States, they were defining, you know, what it means for, for us to have right. religious freedom. Right. And so right. wars that right. were driven by... Uh, Catholic versus Protestant, right? You know, you know, England versus France, you know, or, or, or France versus Germany. All of those wars were really ugly for a long time, and and so their whole perspective was that Jesus is the foundation of truth, and so the moment where they spoke was was really grounded, right? Significantly, you know, in this historical moment. Uh -huh. And the question that I always come back to is, can we apply that same truth? Uh, to conflicts that we're having with a Muslim world that defines truth and God, uh, there, there's significant enough differences that those that are strong Muslims would say, I'm not a strong Christian. Okay, I think... And I, the same thing with Bo Buddhism, what? you know, for that matter, the same thing with, with Russia, you know, when they were um, openly communist, which was meaning they tried to kick God out of the nation. Right. Like these kinds of things mean that there's, there's more to the historical moment now than there was at the time of Fox and well, well we just pen. we just know we know we know a lot more I mean with the media we know about all the conflicts around the world that are happening um, I think well I um, say, we have more information available to us but I'm not so sure we know more <laughs> right maybe it is harder to yeah. get at that and understand and that it's yes, um, a, a lot a lot harder yeah. so I guess um, the thing about could we apply this? Yeah. The major, one of the major things is where, it, when, for instance, on a Sunday at meeting for worship, Quakers sit in silence and wait upon the Lord. So there's this individual yet corporate kind of waiting. Right. Okay. And actually, that's where the, By the way Quakers we do that in my church too, because right. we're right. charismatic, and right. so we tend to have a waiting right. moment. Right. And ours goes on for an hour, and a few people might speak. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so ours goes on for about ten minutes, and we right. probably have about seven or eight people. Well, speak. well, actually, there are <laughs> there are other branches of friends. Sure. Uh, evangelical friends in Kenya is one of the uh, fastest growing um, parts of the Quaker worldwide Quaker community. So. People, um, and the, the idea, of, yes, it does. Um, but I won't go there now. Oh, thank so you, yeah, thank you focused. so much. Yeah. Um, so it's about the listening. It's about the listening. So if you're going to the table, um, 
in uh, in a place, no matter if they're world leaders who a lot of people are, are fearing and revering at the same time, you know, oh, I can't speak because I'm not on that. We don't believe that. Historically, we haven't believed, um, you know, George Fox wouldn't take his hat off to the King of England. He would only take his hat off in the presence of God. And so that idea that no matter what our social status, political status, that we are all I kind of like equal, that part of it. Yeah, and, and you know, the, but we're we're listening to yeah. Syria, and what we're hearing yes. is we kill our people with chemical weapons. So there, so I heard I heard you. I'm listening. I heard you. Well, now what do I do? Because the philosophy <laughs> works. Like Jonathan and I interpersonally, or you and I interpersonally, mm-hmm. if we're coming in coming to the table. To, to listen to one another and to hear one another and be respectful and not try to lead to a war between the two of us, that will work if we're both on that page. But all it takes is for one of America us to be, is but, proof that but, that but to be if, off of that page, can, and then what happens? Right, right. And that's, you know, disaster happens. I will tell you this, that um, lately, in this past week, the, there are a couple of friends organizations that have really pushed for friends to write their um, Congress people and their people in charge to say, let's try diplomacy. So as a citizen of the United States, I can do that in this country. And um, and and whether or not we did make a difference, our, uh, the Friends Committee on National Legislation, which is the Quaker lobby organization, has very close relationships and talks and engages in conversation and says, hey, wait a second, what about, you know, and can go to the faith talk, can go to that and say, what about this? And um, other organizations have done the same. And I'm not saying, obviously, every faith, most faith communities have a, 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 a mission, a justice, a let's help the people kind of organization. Um, getting back to what we would do, Quakers, different Quakers have gone in. Um, two different places. There's a group called, and I don't know if you've heard of it, the Christian Peacemaker Teams. Um, have you heard of that? I've heard of similar stuff. Okay. Are they related at all to the Brethren Teams? Brethren has some yes, teams exactly, as well. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And there was a Quaker from this area, Tom Fox, who went, He's he was from Virginia. He's related to the original Fox? No, no. Oh, Although, aren't we all related in God's eyes? I mean, and so um, he went over to Baghdad in 2005 and um, with the Christian Peacemaker teams, this one group and so what they were doing there was witnessing with their neighbors and just trying to provide a presence like a conflict resolution um, is to witness, just witness not judge, not say anything but witness and know things um, might change just for having a witness. Now, so you're listening to what they say and watching what they do so that more. so that they know that there's accountability yes. to what's going on. Somebody's watching, somebody's writing down, somebody's paying attention. Well, and, and just it's living amongst, right? Living amongst, yeah. right? And saying we're all human, and this is it. And sadly, he was one. He was one of the hostages that was taken back in. Uh, it was right after Thanksgiving, 2005. Okay. There were four, yeah. and he was the one who ended up um, getting killed, um, which was very sad. But he, he, he's one of the people that local friends, a lot of local friends know, I encountered him, and so... Is it in a Quaker mindset that somebody that goes in to make peace is putting his life on the line and that it's appropriate for him to do so? 
Like in a Christian worldview, we say take up your cross daily. Right. And there yes. comes a time where yes. you stand against yes. for righteousness yes. against wickedness, yes. and some you know sometimes yes. it means your life so, goes. Yeah. So you're making a witness. So you're there is an orientation. There, there you're not trying to get Quaker, killed, right? But you're trying to do what's right, right sometimes yeah. in yeah. the line of duty. Right, and and sometimes it's um, personal sacrifice. Although, you know, and different p people in in Quakerdom would do different things. There are still some Quakers who will resist paying that portion of their taxes that go toward war, and they do this in various ways. They'd like sure. say, you know, um, and so that's an old historical Sergeant witness. York. But well, and and then who and who of us today can do that? Or some yeah. of the, you yeah. Know, this is the Frederick Faith Debate on Frederick's News Radio 930 WFMD. It's the live in the street edition. We're our, our, at Frederick's uh, City Festival in the street, uh, recording live on the streets of Frederick. Jonathan Schweitzer is a senior pastor at Crossroads Valley Church. We're joined this week by Helen Tasker, who is the clerk of the Frederick Monthly Meeting with the Religious Society of Friends, also known as Quakers. I'm Troy Skinner. And uh, for those walking by, the Faith Debate is hers Sunday mornings, 830 on 930 WFMD, AM 930 on your dial. So how long should the process of diplomacy, the process of listening, the process of let's see if we can all just kind of make this work, should that last? Or should it last in an interminable amount of time and you just say, you know what? If the bad guys end up killing everybody, then the bad guys end up killing everybody. Is there a point at which the bad guy's doing enough bad things that you got to use force to stop him? Because other people are getting right. killed. That's a, that's a real hard like, for one. For example, that's can a you have a cop, one. can you have a basic policeman that wears a gun you know, when he's faced with criminals, that he can use his gun to bring them down. You mean, do I believe that? Do Quakers believe yeah, that? Yeah. We'd say, um, I don't know if we'd say anything as a group we'd all agree, because there are different levels of different people's comfort, and because there's that of God in everyone. And we also don't have, like, a creed, this is what you must believe. We have our book of guidance is called the Faith and Practice. And we guide our worship, not every Sunday do we do this, but we'll have a set of queries, like how do you live a life of peace? How, how do you answer to um, those, when people are speaking against what you're thinking, how do you answer? You know, those kinds of things. So it, it just moves. So I don't have like the, the quick answer to peace. I know nobody's been listening to us for years. Um, but it goes back to that idea of how can we be... Um, in relationship to each other because if we sit down with each other on the grassroots on on a level where I haven't met a person like you before and we continue the dialogue then it can happen so it could take years it could take years I mean Quakers it's well, we, we have an opportunity to kind of, it's sort of a real-time case study that we right, can look at when, right. when Barack Obama was elected uh, back in, uh, what, what was that, 2008, 2008. Uh, one of the first things he made part of, and a lot of conservatives were really up in arms over it, but I'm imagining the Quakers were probably very supportive of his... Well, not all Quakers. You know, going around and saying, look, America's done a lot of bad things. We, we want to take responsibility for that. We want to hear you. Uh, he said famously in one of the presidential debates that he would want to sit down with the leader of Iran and... And, and, and have a, right. a diplom uh, diplomatic mm -hmm. negotiation yeah, to see if we could figure this out. Yeah, yeah. And here we are, you know, five plus years later or whatever, right? That's 2008, insane. yeah, five ish yeah. years later. And that approach, after five years, has us with facing Syria. Right. So, so the five years wasn't enough, you know. And now well, Barack Obama right. has decided right. that, well, as of now, I mean, as the show airs, maybe he's changed his mind. But as of now, he's decided, hey, force 
is probably the way we're going to have to look at this. We're going to hold our horses for a minute. I'm asking you to wait right. for a minute. Right. But in the end, right. we're probably going to have to use some force. And I want you guys to support that when that time comes. That's a well, shift from where... Well, did he say that? He or he said, why don't you guys talk about it? You guys talk about it and come to... Let's have some real dialogue about this and see what we can muster up. And by the way, go home and talk to your constituents about this. And boy, have the constituents all over the map from left to right to center sure. to whoever have been doing that. So, no, But um, he has asked for support of, of force. He's asked right, Congress right, that when the time right, should come right, after right, a pause right. that they would support sad. it. And that's mm -hmm. a shift from where that he was sad. five years ago. Right. And that's, you said that's sad. Is that what you said? Yeah, I did. I did, because I think, you know, one of the things, as a lifelong Quaker from, I think it's in my blood now, because I've had Quakers in my family for, you know, 300 years or so. Um, I think it's, I've always thought, from the time I was a little kid, if we are the greatest nation in the world, huh, and we have this ability, why can't we take that leadership, and instead of showing our brute force, love, be the model of love. Be the model of love. And I'm not talking, um, you know, ooh, um, being tough and being honest and being truthful, but listening. And, uh, and it's from a personal perspective, too. But the witnessing that we can make as humans can be quite powerful. And I've always wondered, I've always wondered that about that. How come we um, we don't do that? How, what is it? You know, is it that the okay. war, the the war industry, the what, the military? I'm not advocating that we take uh, military action right. in Syria. By the way, right? But uh, uh, just so that's asking a, about the perspective. Yeah, so, yeah, the perspective. Can I ask a leading question? <laughs> sure. Oh boy! <laughs> if I like where. Yeah. Can, can Jonathan have permission to treat you as a hostile witness? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, would you say generally that Jesus? is an example to you, to, to Quakers, about how to do things? I, I would say, in many ways, he is. It, it, okay, so I, I'm totally trying to lead I know you, you into are. my I little know. trap. Okay, right? thank you. Jesus is the one that said to his disciples, uh, he said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you, because no student is above his master. And he says, the Holy Spirit, when I leave, is going to come and fill you, and he's going to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment, and they're going to hate you, and they're going to kill you, right? And my point is, is that it seems like Jesus had in his orientation, right, the greatest, you know, moral teacher right. of history, had in his orientation a limit where he said, you know what, time's up. And in right. fact, you know, when, it, when in Matthew 24, when he's talking about how there's going to be a final judgment, you know, and all these things are going to happen, but the day of the Lord is going to come, and it appears that it happened. I mean, it's one of the biggest fulfillments of prophecy that the fall of Jerusalem happened in pretty direct concordance with what he described about, you know, what would happen in the end mm -hmm. times. And all that being the case, Jesus has a clear boundary that... In today's language, is a lot like enabling. You know, we don't want to enable bad behavior. Right. So there's bad behavior, and we're trying to talk, we're trying to talk, but there's a point at which we say they're refusing to listen. And so us trying to act like we're in a good communication with them or somehow they're responding is us enabling them, and we got to stop it. We have to stop enabling them, and we got to draw some kind of a firm line that says no farther until you do this, this, and this. And then I'll know that you sincerely want to communicate. Well, Christ seemed to, to, to define some pretty clear lines along those lines. Along those lines. <laughs> My question is, is that in alignment with well, Quaker um, teaching? I, 
know if that is quite okay. Would um, you agree that the Bible seems to present uh, Christ well, as me, being let me, that let me, way? Let me tell you, um, because... Quakers believe in continuing revelation. Sure. Okay. So, um, which opens up, a, I guess you could say, a can of worms. It's yeah. not so Huge easy. Way. Yeah, yeah, it would. You know, and like so abrogation, you, you know. Do, like how do you discern when that? When something that you now has revealed contradicts something previously, right, where do you go Right, with? So, it is tough. I guess I can only go back to, because... I can't. I, I just hesitate to speak for all Quakers, but the, sure. the best of us. I don't would, feel like you need to. I understand right, the, yeah. the reason why um, you can't. The, the pacifists. Um, it's it's it can be hard for some of us to take that view, um, but pacifists. The pacifism comes from what the love Jesus loving everyone, and and I think that's where it gets. You know, do we turn that love into? Well, I've got the only version of that, and so my way is the right way, and this is loving. And I think even if it's on the diplomatic level about listening to each other, I think it helps. I mean, this has been sort of miraculous um, so far that even Putin came up with this, that Kerry made what appeared to be an offhand comment, and then like, okay, let's go with that. I mean, it's like, whoa, what is happening? Which again makes yeah, me think yeah. that there's certain people that just aren't being sincere in the communication process, well, and, and for you know, us to we... be being sincere when they're not means that we got to draw some lines, but, otherwise they're going to take advantage of it and use it in such a way that it brings... You know, right. mockery. I, I do want to say this: that, that the, when we talk about peace, most of us tend to think of the world, the global scale, or let's not bully each other, that kind of thing. You know, in our daily lives, we make the, the whole bullying thing that bullying isn't bad. But what it takes is going back to love. And I, you know, my own story is that. Uh, about a year and a half ago, my daughter said to me, I, I said something, oh, you know, that class is driving me crazy. I'm a teacher. And I said, I know. I just love everybody. My daughter says, that's right, Mom. You love everybody. And I thought, I do. I do. That is, that is, people I don't meet, I do. That is, I guess, it was almost like a born-again experience for sure, so me. The because the definition of love is very important there. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I because it okay seems like a lot of people define to it. There's there's a lot of people that define the love that Jesus represents one way, and then there's those that define it another way, mm -hmm. right? And so when right. you take the totality of, of of what Jesus taught, like I would include in His love that that there that because He so loved the world that there are certain people that will be judged, and and in being judged that they will. Um, that they will face punishment and that they're facing of that punishment is precisely because God so loved the world. And so it's a reflection not of like his love and his justice, and those are kind of two things to keep in balance, but that his love represents justice and kindness, that the bigger term is love and that it includes justice, which means right. violence against those that refuse to change in order to stop them from doing the and, things and that Quakers they continue to do. Quakers would disagree with that. I, or... Okay, all you Quakers out there. <laughs> um, you know, many of us would disagree that that's, that's the interpretation to use. Um, yeah. That Christ um, really so was about... Love, love uh, no, the way I Jesus would, did. Well... You would say in, we want to love like Jesus, but you kind of redefine no, no, Jesus. No, 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 because I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. We interpret differently, and that's, I think, like what we were hearing earlier um, 
with the imam. We were hearing on the earlier show about the different sects and different versions. I think that's where we, as whatever faith community we're a part of, most of them have had splits and splinters all over, and a lot of it has to do with the words. Um, you're talking I, about Quakerism. You're talking about I'm talking about I'm talking about every faith and everything. There are you know breaks and splits and movements or actions that split us off. And Quakers, my branch of Quakerism again, does go to silence and does feel the power of the light within each person. And and I invite you to come to friends meeting sometime on a Sunday morning. Um, Apparently early in Quakerism there was an individual who thought that you should go around naked. Oh, I think there was. I was just reading yeah. on some history like this is like our and there were women. I mean there were women who were like, and he like claimed that the light within him was, you know, you know Amazing. And, and so Quakerism said we have to draw a line that's not true and and we gotta be something different from that. Right. So my point is is that is that it appears to me that historical Quakerism recognizes that there are lines, and so then it doesn't come back to, to the question of whether or not there's a line. It comes about, it comes down to the question of how do you define which line, line you're going right, to go to, right? Right. And right. if so it's a moving so. target, meaning, well, it feels <laughs> like you a, should use that. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a moving target. Yeah. When you're saying that there's ongoing revelation that aggregates right, yeah. or that somehow, yeah. con, you know, uh, over supersedes previous. Uh, revelation. The right. question is, you know, how do you know right. which revelation to trust or not trust? Right. Because anybody can come up. And with you know what? That's a great question that we wrestle with in our own Quaker communities as well. And yeah. maybe we'll wrestle with it next week on the Good. show. I don't know. Yeah. Listen to the Frederick Faith Debate on Frederick's News Radio 930 WFMD Alive in the Street Edition. We are at the In the Street Festival. So yeah, I know it's probably Christmas time right now as you're listening. <laughs> I have no idea. But come uh, on, ring those. Bells. But it's a beautiful day. It's like 70 degrees. It's a nice day. People today. smiling, waving hands, shaking hands. Yes. He obviously doesn't know you very well. He wouldn't have shaken hands so readily, John. I know. <laughs> Scare them off. I want to thank our sponsors, Putman Plumbing and Heating, Help We Make You Smile, BMC Accounting and Insurance, a proud support of New Life Christian Academy, and Cruise Holidays of Frederick. I'm Troy Skinner. Thank you, Jonathan Schweitzer, Senior Pastor of Crossroads Valley Church, and Helen Tasker, the Clerk of Frederick Monthly Meeting, and the Religious Society of uh, Friends representing Quakerism as best as she can. She doesn't want to speak for all Quakers, but you know. Uh, Jonathan speaks for all Christians, though, just for the record, right? Anyway. Visit us online in, in humility. WFMD.com keyword faith. Until next week, God bless.